Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Nigel is out today. The gun guy, Guy Relford, filling in. And you heard the news at the top of the hour. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell had another situation today where he froze up. Now, this happened to him about a month or two ago. He was in Washington and was doing a speech and just froze like people thought that he had a stroke turned out to be you know he was okay never really missed much work but the problem is he's so old that you're concerned that it might happen again and today it did so while he was in Kentucky delivering a speech Mitch McConnell Rose up. Now we're going to play you the audio. He's there with a uh, female staff member, his assistant, his aide. You're going to hear Mitch McConnell begin to speak and then freeze up. And his aide has to come in and try to uh, rescue him a little bit. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. And he's just frozen, like catatonic guy. That's how it was last time. Exactly. It's the exact same situation that happened last time. And listen, we have to have a real conversation here. Not only us, you know, in this room, you listening on the radio, this country. We have to stop electing people who are so old and decrepit, okay? Now, there are some folks that are old that still got that zip, that zest. They still got it. But there are some folks that clearly don't. And we're talking about Fetterman. We're talking about Joe Biden. And in this case, we're talking about McConnell. Now, Fetterman's not old, but his health is in decline. Yeah, you know, the question I have, and, and, and I'm a little split on this, is, um, you know, we have minimum ages to run for office. Should there be a maximum age to be to be in Congress or, or to be president uh, president of the United States? I mean, you know, think about that. I mean, I, I'm I'm all about hands off government, and I believe it ultimately it ought to be up to the voters. But man, look at how, look at the number of people that are clearly struggling with their age right now. I put Nancy Pelosi squarely in that category. Dianne Feinstein's been gone for a while, right? Right. And and I'm sorry, our, our president struggles um, and, and in ways that, that is absolutely embarrassing. Um, but then, um, yeah, you got to put Mitch McConnell in that same group. Should there be a maximum age for to, to hold an office like uh, congressman or senator? They make airline pilots retire at like 65. Right. And a lot of them are like, hey, I'm perfectly fine. I'll take any cognitive test, vision test you want to take. I just want to continue to go. In Washington, you can be one of the most powerful people on the planet, dictating what you pay in taxes, how our country is secured, and just be out of your mind. And we were talking off the air, Guy. 
where are the spouses at here? Oh, man, exactly. If you are the wife of Joe Biden, of John Fetterman. Fetterman. I put that top of the list. Mitch McConnell. You know, Republicans and Democrats here. How could you let somebody you allegedly love go up there knowing they're deteriorating their own health and making a fool of themselves at the same time. How could you let somebody you love do that? Well, yeah, and along the same lines, I mean, if, if, if they're at risk for stroke or other you know, age-related injuries, not that you have to be old to have a stroke, but it certainly exacerbates the potential, um, then, you know, then you're endangering your health as well. And that's why you, know, you and I had that conversation off the air, um, which is, um, should there, uh, uh, where are the spouses if they're truly concerned about the health of these people? But I'll tell you what the solution probably is at the end of the day, which serve, which which not only serves the interests of the public but solves a lot of other problems, and that's just term limits. I mean, term limits fix all this. Then you don't have, you know, a Nancy Pelosi going senile in public. You don't have a Diane Feinstein losing all her capacities in public. And frankly, McConnell's right there in the in the in the same camp. Trotting your spouse out there in these conditions, like one could make a case it's almost elder abuse. Yeah. Right? Knowing they're going to humiliate themselves. Diane Feinstein doesn't know what's happening at meetings. Her aides basically have to vote for her. Mitch McConnell has frozen up twice now. And that's not counting the stories where we've heard he's fallen downstairs. I mean, these are people that need care. I don't know if it's a nursing home, if it's an in-home nurse. They need care. They don't need to be making decisions for the American people. And the Republicans, I'm sorry, you have to have a meeting ASAP, and you have to replace Mitch McConnell. Yeah, because not only you know is he an, elect, an elected senator, he's minority leader. That, that's a hugely important position, especially when you have such a small majority in the Senate that the Democrats currently hold. The latest on the hurricane that barreled its way through Florida early this morning, now in parts of Georgia and South Carolina. Uh, two people have lost their lives so far. That's the last report that we had. Uh, mass flooding, wind damage, trees being knocked down. That's a big problem. Here's Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, just a few hours ago. Well, good afternoon. The eye of Hurricane Idalia has left uh, the state of Florida. The state is still being impacted by the storm's bans, and we're seeing that particularly in the northern part of the state. Uh, so far, there have been 262,000 uh, accounts uh, that had lost power have been restored, and there are more than 250,000 accounts that are currently out of power and in need of restoration. Uh, as you'd imagine, the counties that have the highest percentage of power outages are the counties that were in the main pathway of the storm. Utility workers are actively working to restore power in all affected areas, and they have started doing that as soon as it was safe to do so. So those, those restoration efforts are ongoing. Now, there are a lot more people without power now, every hour that goes by, more people don't have power because now we're including Georgia. Now we're including South Carolina. They're getting the brunt of this storm. And it made its way landfall around 8 a.m. today, Guy. If there's any silver lining with this hurricane, the place that it went through, 
this big bend area of Florida, probably the lowest populated area of places that this thing could have landed. I mean, had this thing made a turn and went right into Tampa, you'd be talking about some major problems here. Yeah, and you know, Florida uh, is really, really good at responding to these things too. I mean, they'll have something major like this goes through, go through, and it seems like they recover so quickly and they get people's power on so quickly. And that's why we were both, you know, very critical of, of the utilities here in Indiana when, you know, we got a and this is probably minimizing it in an unfair way, but we got a little bit of wind, and all of a sudden you had people without power for days, over a four week. days, yeah, yeah. five days. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was a little embarrassing. So Ron DeSantis handling things in Florida. Again, we talked about this earlier. He might not have the charisma to resonate nationwide to be the front runner in a presidential field, but based off of governing decision-making and handling situations like this, man, I think I'd take Ron DeSantis over anybody in the country. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I just, I really, really wish he was doing better in the polls for president because I, I, I think he'd be a great candidate. I think he'd be a great president. All right, let's open up the phone lines here because anytime we have Guy Relford filling in for Nige, which seems like it's about every week, um, <laughs> we like to do a round of Ask the Gun Guy. It's something you do on your own program yep. on the weekend here. Um, and the way I see it, we've got the best 2A attorney in America here for your disposal. Let's go. If you have a question about what you can do in certain situations, any gun-related question at all, 2A-related question at all, bring it on. We'll get to as many calls as we can. 239-9393. That's 239-9393. We're doing a round of Ask the Gun Guy next 